and Toby. <laughs> you ever just get tired of it? You ever just get like, I'm just talking to people all the time? No. No, I don't. Like, man. No. I don't it ever like it get, get tired. Old. It, I've never been tired of of it while I was engaged in, in it. I'll put it that way. Like, I don't want to do sure, anything sure. ever. And I even get nervous before I engage with somebody. Like, how am I going to get calibrated? And what will we talk about? How is this going to go? I wish it, yeah. hope it cancels. I always hope it cancels. <laughs> I mean, I That's, always hope it cancels. Isn't that everything in life? But That's when like, it happens, oh my god, I'm with it every time. And I like that feeling. So That's so funny. I really... I'm happy that my kids are playing t-ball and, and buddy's playing coach pitch. Like it, it, I promise it is so fun. I'm like when buddy gets a hit, I'm so proud, but there is no better feeling than finding out their practice or games canceled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Friday I mean, night. Any, I think you know, anything that we've ever experienced getting canceled is better. It's the best. Oh, if a show gets canceled? Think of a, think, oh, my gosh. That's what, like, is it, what do you not want to like get canceled? Like, go to your friend's house to go to pool party when you're nine. I don't want that to get canceled. Yeah. Sure, but sure. as an adult, all cancellations are good. Yes. <laughs> okay, y'all are playing Furnace Fest. If Furnace Fest gets canceled a couple days before, are you happy? Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'll say I'll know that it's ba- it's a negative thing has occurred. Yeah. But I will feel joy. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And I know when I go play Furnace Fest, it will be great and I'll enjoy it and I'll be glad I did. And it will be bad if it didn't happen. But the particular joy of cancellation cannot be trampled on. Yeah. It's like we should, um we should talk about this on the podcast. It's well, funny. we're just we're just rolling now. Toby can yeah. catch up. That's funny enough to keep on. <laughs> but it's but it has something to do with um I think the more I get older, the more I'm understanding how anything works. It really all is brain chemical stuff. So it's like you can almost trace everything to just dopamine or serotonin or whatever it is. And I think the basic description that I'm operating on as a person is just that there's you you there's existence where you do nothing, and then you open certain loop you open loops and they either close or they don't. And closing loops is satisfying, and open loops have some stress to them. And that is basically what it means to interact with reality on a, some fundamental level. So when a loop, a loop gets closed, you get a reward. And you, you feel that. Like, yeah. that's done. Like, even if your wife left you, you go, well, that's, that's done. It's <laughs> like that's satisfying somehow. It's like you, yes. something is closed that was open right. previously, and that feels good no matter what. Right. That is, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I definitely felt good in some ways when my first wife left. <laughs> like just, there was, like there was something good about it. Like I complete. just started eating pizza a lot and like drinking a yeah. lot, and nobody was going to bother me about it at all. Right. But it's a trick when you think you're going to go work out, find that the gym has closed, yeah. and you can't work uh-huh. out. You feel good because you're supposed to feel good after you go work out, but your brain didn't know that you didn't work out. So you just felt good. Like it's close. You closed it. It happened. And you can, you know, you have new energy to do a new, a new thing now, but you didn't even have to do anything. So that's what's why cancellation the, is so great. 
What's the best cancellation? School cancellation is. Yes. That was you good. can't hardly good. beat that one. Yeah. yeah. Toby, I mean, we're sure. already rolling on the theme that you're I, comfortable yeah. I, with. Which, what? I just started my recording. I hope that's okay. Well, you hadn't said anything, so there would have been nothing to previously record, so you're in good shape. (laughs) But we're talking about the uh, great, wonderful feeling of anything being canceled. Cancer? No. (laughs) Not the the wonderful feeling of cancer. Of cancellation. When something you're going to do gets canceled, like your workout or anything, how good that feels. Or this podcast, if it had been canceled. (laughs) Right. Like a show? Can you a imagine show how it's canceled? I mean, it's the best. Oh, we've only, we haven't had many of those. Almost ne- never, almost never happened. And I always hope that it's going to happen. You know <laughs> I what I mean? Like it, we could make it happen, right? Well, you, Remember, nothing well, feels worse than being responsible for canceling, though. Well, it just can't time, be in right, your control. Right. Then you feel like an idiot. The, the only time I remember a show y'all was getting canceled when a guy had to get in a wreck with the semi truck and break his leg with under oath. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Got, and a blizzard got the show canceled and the promoter, we were at a casino and we were just like, it's not worth it. Like some guy almost already died. And the promoter yelled at me for canceling. <laughs> really? So you better yeah. should get here or he's going to lose money. I, yeah. Or, yeah. I call She was like, y'all, y'all are on your way. Right. Cause under oath had already canceled. She's like, well, y'all are on your way. Right. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't think we are going to make it. There's like a blizzard. She's like, I've checked the road conditions. It, it all looks fine. You should be fine. And I was like, <laughs> no listen, way. we're from, I was like, we're from like South Carolina. Like we no, don't that, really, you know, now I just don't think we can do this. And she was really mad. That drive was horrible. Oh man. It was that terrifying. drive was complete. I'm dri- I was driving the bus. I recall. And it was complete white out. Yeah. It was white out to the cars yes. in front of me. When they went off into the fog of snow, right. their tracks were recovered co- co- totally with white fluffiness, and it was no edge of the road, no nothing. I mean, just yeah. you could only see twenty feet in front of the bus, and we went twenty <laughs> miles an hour through Iowa or whatever it was, yeah, uh, for hours of knuckle gripping, like the whole everybody. Oh. You just this attention. You just sit there and go the slowest you've ever gone. And, and if we, you pull, I mean, what happens if you pull over? You just in a yeah a white you might as well be Field in antarctica white. if you were to slide off the road it just yeah. it was just white right well when we heard about the accident we were just like all right let's just get off the road here like we gotta stop because i almost died we made it to the casino though yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. Hey, but here's the thing now once we got there yeah. any will of like hey we gotta make the show we were never gonna leave that casino no. Right? oh no to go to the show if it had been a truck stop, there would have been a better chance. Yeah, that we like, was back on. There was so many times in our in our band's career that there we could have easily canceled a show for whatever reason, uh, you know, car issues or <clears throat> travel or whatever it was, but we didn't, you know, almost <laughs> like ninety nine percent of the time. And it's so funny because everybody wanted to, but nobody. We never did. You know what I mean? Like every single person thought we shouldn't play this show. It'd be better if we don't, but we always did. And that you don't want the responsibility of, uh, of that. You did the cancel. It has to be external. It has to be external cause to to get the right feel that the loop closed and it wasn't your fault. Otherwise (laughs) you're bad, bad. (laughs) I mean, we played a show. We, our 15 passenger van broke down. We got 
that same day we were driving all the way and then we got a U-Haul truck mm. and four we're guys rode alone. in the back yeah. of the trailer. We've got that before. <laughs> and still and made it at time for VIP, literally the minute VIP was supposed to start, and still played the show. It's just and then a we had to get a minivan later that night. I mean Was that the show J Man showed out in his pants? Yes. <laughs> He, he did do? the drop to his knees, <laughs> look to the heavens. Yeah. J-Man was going off. He had the juice because we made the show or whatever, and he yeah. was just going. Un- and it was like, I was watching it. I was like, holy shit. And then he drops to his knees and raises his hands above his head <laughs> as he's screaming, and his pants ripped and his balls fell out. <laughs> <laughs> that show, when you get bad show, bad conditions, something weird juice, sometimes you can just have the best shows or moments oh, of know. shows. When the circumstances are just, you know, insane, yep. you can really find some. We didn't. We didn't cancel motivation. a lot of shows, but we definitely got canceled getting paid a bunch. We <laughs> oh, played yeah, the show, yeah, yeah. but they canceled, they canceled on us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that happened a ton. You know what'd be uh, awesome, Lunsford, if you, uh, as our tour manager, I just wish you would come to us at some point in the future and go, "Listen, I got y'all a show." It's uh, you know uh, in Fort Lauderdale. It's gonna. It's like you know such and such guarantee. It, but but when I get there, it's completely made up, it and you have is. just golf and, and casino. And, and I, I'd just be so happy because I I would have plausible deniability to my wife. I, was, I wait. I, we all fly yeah. in. Yeah, we all fly yes. in yes. and have hotels and everything. Yeah, everything. everything. Yeah, and, and we're excited about it. And you know, zero of us will be angry at you. But like, <laughs> and then you I tell us that the promoter is like this fucking douchebag, and you knew it, and now he's canceled. No, I, 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 I even want you to rent a venue and take us to the venue. <laughs> and when you get there, the doors are locked or whatever. You're like, hey, what, what the hell's going on? Shit. Guess what, guys? There is no show. <laughs> No, I want the story to be, be I want the story to be some dramatic story about the promoter and Lunsford tells his phone call and we're gonna get the money later and and all of that just so you have the drama (laughs) of being mad at the promoter, but he never existed. But we it's just oh fuck him, we're gonna get get our money. Can you imagine how good you'd feel though? (laughs) How good how good would you feel if you were you you flew and the show wasn't real and you know, twenty minutes later you're on a golf cart. Right. That would just be amazing. Yeah, I know. but here's what, what would be really funny is if I actually paid a deposit and everything and then got the cancellation <laughs> fee out of my own pocket and then just later billed Reva, sent her an invoice. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> for and y'all, cause y'all never, y'all probably you wouldn't, wouldn't even check know. it. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't know. know. I could we send would... her an invoice for anything right now and she'd send me the money. We, we still <laughs> haven't been paid from the last time we went to Mexico. I know. Right, we flew and, all and, the way and, to Mexico, and I'm glad we went. Still, mm. <laughs> like we, I think we were getting paid five thousand dollars, and this is yeah. not the other time that we didn't get paid five thousand dollars to go to Texas border <laughs> of Mexico. This is in yeah. Mexico. We played in Mexico with, you know, not making this up, Slayer and <laughs> System of a Down yeah. and Stone Temple Pilots, Bush. and we didn't get paid. <laughs> Every band <laughs> in the world was there. <laughs> I mean, they didn't pay us, and we didn't get paid yet. Even though they're, they're saying, they never, at some point they're it's like, "We're going to bring you back," but they're going to pay in advance and get you like fifteen thousand next time. But you know, COVID or whatever, I don't know. Probably never going to get paid. We took our own money. We flew to Mexico. We hung out there for three days. 
went to a badass festival, played with uh, all those bands. I watched Stone Temple Pilots on side stage, side stage. <laughs> and then talked to them backstage and hung out and catered, all that. But we just paid to do it all. <laughs> we just spent the money to go fly to Mexico and do that. It was great. It Without was our wives experience. or family. Yeah, it was amazing. It's like an all-inclusive vacation. It was. It was terrific. What else would anybody want to do for four days? It costs money. Of course it costs money. What a hell of an experience. You can't buy that at all-inclusive. So, oh, well, it's worth it. Oh, it <laughs> Mexico is still my favorite. I think that's my favorite place ever to tour. There's that nothing. I've favorite. never had one bad moment there. Except when that was, I guess that's the one time Devin and I got in a fight. We got in a few fights here and there. But, oh, the cheese wall. Yeah, me writing him with cheese on the wall. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what'd you do? We've told the story so many times. Um, oh, I've never heard it. So we were in the Hard Rock Cafe in Mexico. No, City. it wasn't Hard Rock. Ca- oh no, it wasn't Hard Rock Cafe. It was that other place, and it was like a office. Offices attached to the venue or whatever it was, it was that big long venue where I, I I just remember going out and doing the beginning of a uh, dear death by myself. But anyway, Trevor had just gotten a new camera. Uh, Trevor's our tour manager, new trim dog, uh, trim doctor, and uh, <laughs> we went back to the green room and there was no staff there watching, and his camera had gotten stolen. And I was but just the like, green room was somebody's office. office. Yeah, like an office. Like it was an office, and in my memory, at least, it's Hard Rock Cafe, but it was a facility. It wasn't like some shitty place. It was like yeah. a person's office. That's what I'm saying. Like, Hard Rock Cafe yeah. had had green rooms. It wasn't there. Yeah. This was just somebody's office. And so uh, I just get, you know me, I was just like, man, fuck this place. Holy shit, man. What? They couldn't just watch your camera? Because I, I felt him getting his camera stolen. <laughs> you know, I feel it deep inside. I, it's, it's my camera getting stolen. Is the way it feels. It was our tribe was, and I was like, "Fuck this place!" And I went over there to they had the the meat and cheese tray and everything, and all, and then <laughs> some cheese over there. I grabbed a chunk of cheese, and I, I think I started writing "fuck you" and cheese on the wall. <laughs> and Devin said, "Don't do that! Don't do it, Toby!" Like Devin was trying to be level headed. This is somebody's office. He, yeah, he was like disappointed. He's like, "Man," but it was really funny because. It's just cheesy. You can barely see it. I mean, you, can, you just, can watch it all. I mean, you could barely see the F. You know, what I mean, it's just just a hint of dark, uh, lighter, white, or darker white, or whatever. It was really funny, but anyway, it was like spray paint. But yeah, Devin was very disappointed in Toby, and he really just took it. It's the most I've ever seen Devin take his moral abilities to yeah. a level of. Shame. Yeah. Shame. You know, it's like if, you know, he felt strongly enough about of it to look at Toby and challenge him on moral terms. Yeah. yeah. And and Devin can do that from a pretty strong standpoint if he chooses to. Yeah. I'm, I've never written in cheese yeah. since. Like if it's anybody else, you get called a hypocrite. But Devin has a little bit extra level of morality to stand on than anybody else I really know. Like he just, That's funny. he can say this is wrong. And you yeah. don't say, oh, well, you fucking did this the other day. You don't, yeah. you don't really do that to Devin. So it's a, a strength they rarely cause him to, to figure somebody doing something particularly shameful and horrible. I think I was probably was, in a, a bad mood for I don't, something else that maybe got me going. And I, I was just like, come on. Are we doing this? <laughs> I mean, really, really, yeah. Y'all have a really interesting dynamic because the, the big three, uh, as we used to refer to it in Emory, Devin, Matt, and Toby, because y'all had been around since the beginning and everybody else was newer there's mm-hmm. 
the yeah. power balance is would very equally distributed. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as personality wise goes, like talking and stuff like that, Matt and Toby were more dominant, but I felt Devin's presence always. It's <laughs> like it no, there I felt like he, well, like Matt was just saying, there is a certain kind of not judgment, but like a like a morality check, like always kind of the Holy in the Spirit. Room. Like, I'm the Holy yeah. Spirit. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It it allows Toby and I a bit more freedom in a way that I like. You know, you think you can push it and he might bring you back in if need be. Yeah. Like if you th- if you look at me in many situations I've been in through my life or whatever, Matt might be the uh, Christian guy who's more moral. You know what I mean? Like so, uh, the nerdy Christian or something. I could be that in many situations I have been in. But in the band, on the road or whatever. Devin, hold on. Devin is Captain America. Uh-huh. You're Iron Man and Toby's the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, but this is the Captain America. That's for sure what it is. Yeah. And so if you I can do I can get as wild as I could possibly get with no hesitation because he's not judgmental. And I just look back and if Devin is okay with the behavior. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have no problem. Yeah. If, because if Devin was starting to get uncomfortable, I'd sense it. And I okay, well maybe, but I feel free to be obnoxious or wild or really push a boundary because De- well, Dev- if Devin's do if Devin's implicated with me and he's letting me do this, right. it can't be bad. It can't be that bad. Yeah. So I remember, I'm free. I remember when we were on warp tour and this was when you guys were, it was pretty, it was late. It was probably like 2 AM and you guys had been outside. I think I went to bed that night earlier than normal, but you guys were pushed a vending machine over, lit something on fire. <laughs> Derek Payne, you know, he was our merch guy at the time. He came in like very concerned. He was scared. <laughs> he was scared. He's like, Devin, you have to wake up and you have to make this stop. stop. Like, I, it was me. And I, I went out there and I looked. I, I remember kind of looking and I was like, What's, what are you guys doing? It, whatever. It wasn't a big, it wasn't that big a deal. And I went back in and I was like, I don't know, Derek. <laughs> we had destroyed a Coke machine by jamming a bicycle into it, if I remember correctly. We we took a bike from somewhere and smashed it somehow into the Coke machine. We were I don't even remember that the all the rest of the setup of that was, but it was after the last day of warp tour. It was after the last day. Right. And we were just, I don't know what it was, but we didn't have good communication or whatever. But we thought Warp Tour is awesome. You stay, you party, all this stuff. And we set bus call for the next, what we said, we, we, we don't have to have an early bus call. So we set bus call for whatever, like the next morning to go home. And it, the second, the last truck packed up every. <laughs> tour bus and every truck <laughs> and every everything was gone about 8 p.m. at yeah. Warp Tour. Like you, ne- I would never expect it. Every day is you there till 3 in the morning and it's just a party and there's a barbecue and it's just yeah. and so it's just like okay last night this is going to be lit. It was whoop, every bus <laughs> every person every everything. It was this t- desolate place in New uh, Massachusetts or, or New Hampshire or something like that and it was just 
It was muddy. It was trashed. It was just a horrible hellscape, empty, desolate. <laughs> it was horror land. And it was just like, so it was just us. All we just did was just break stuff and just set fire. We set fires to tents and just, there's nobody anywhere. It was one bus, one bus in a whole complex. It was us. And we were just, <laughs> the, uh, I remember the only time uh, Matt ever like got, like kind of checked morality with me or he kind of started like, I remember he started like thinking about something that was happening. Uh, when I first started tour managing y'all and your first headliner I ever did with y'all, not with under oath, but later that year when y'all headline. Well, I don't know. I just, I guess my view of y'all was always like, I don't know. Fuck the openers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't seem like you were that worried about like being super generous with the catering budget to the openers. No. Uh, and, right. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, and so I was like, well, my job, take care of Emory. So, like, I'll do everything they ask that they want and make sure they get a buyout. And if nothing's left, you know, sorry. But I remember like a week in the tour, Matt, somehow you got wind that the openers hadn't been getting a buyout, like at all or something. Yeah. And you were like, hey, Aaron, what's going on with like the catering budget? And I was like, ah, I was like, I mean, sometimes they're, you know, like $300, sometimes they're $100, but. I just get you all your stuff. And if there's any left over, I, you know, I try to get them something. And he's like, but you're, they're not getting a buyout or nothing. Like they're not getting anything like pizza or nothing. And I was like, well, no, like not really. And you were super concerned about it for some reason. And I was really confused because all, all I remember was getting yelled at by uh, T-Rob that we were having a for, drink on your bus or something like that. For giving too much away. Yeah, well, I mean, that's exactly. a hard thing to, to, I mean, that is a kind of a hard thing to balance, really. I mean, and it changed a ton in the time we were touring, like what the norms were around buyouts and stuff. Mm -hmm. But when we first got on our, the first time we were on a national tour was Tooth and Nail Tour. Amberlynn was headlining. They weren't supposed to headline. They were uh, supposed to be the main support for Further Seems Forever. Right. And had to go into the headline spot for their first headlining tour ever. And so they had this tour manager to manage the tour, and, was, and he was – very aggressive so but the first i mean we got treated very badly by him on the opening days of that in a hard knocks way and stuff and so like the second show we were late to and he said we couldn't play because we were late for yeah. load in and stuff like that and so it was like you remember the times when your band bands together and you think somebody did something wrong to you a promoter a headlining band when you feel that you've been wronged it and you it's your tribe like you're on the road on the island with these guys and if somebody screwed you over over something like a buyout you, you start saying but we deserve it or we earned it or we sh you have to give it it's like it's a law or something but there's whatever feeling that is to feel like you got screwed over i know that the, a band rallies together and really convince you you go into enemy mode like the politics are today like you yeah that you get that tribal thing going. So the thought that that could be happening for another band about us on our tour is really uncomfortable to me. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the thought of disharmony when we're, because I think they should be thankful. My, I'm just saying, if we take a band out, they should be thankful. I don't <laughs> want that dynamic, but I also, they should just be thankful. They should get a six pack of beer, $4 or whatever they get. They should get something. And they yeah. should be thankful. 
that's the way I think about that. So yeah. I don't want <laughs> I don't want tribal dissonance on the on tour. Like yeah, yeah. but other yeah, than I'll, that, they should be saying thank you to me is the way I feel about it. Yeah. We, we, told, we, told, Cody, we told Cody just to not let you drink beer on our bus. That's when we didn't like <laughs> We didn't trust well, you. Well, no, the, the guy he yelled at was that fill-in guitar player we had who was like 18 years old who just started walking on your bus pouring drinks. <laughs> like he didn't know. It was his first tour ever. It, I mean first tour ever, and he was getting a ride on a tour bus. Right. And he was just like, he saw probably you and Matt making me and Colin drinks or something like that. Right. Like, oh, I just pour I, a drink or whatever. So I'm pretty sure that the last handful of tours that we've done, probably the last maybe two years worth, not counting COVID. I don't know if Toby's talked to anybody in an opening band. <laughs> Have you? Do you think? It's different than it used to be, though, now. Yeah. You know? No, it's funny, though, because Toby, Toby's oh, more true. like, he especially kind of stays away. You know what I mean? Like, he kind of pulls pulls away. I just don't want, want any new friends. No, it's, fi- it's not a big deal. <laughs> but it's Toby specifically. Well, like, Josh is obviously overdoes it. He's everybody's right. best friend. Matt doesn't. I mean, he'll chat with somebody on stage, you know, when they're I usually do up. some gear talks. Like, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll make it a point to, like, you know, do some rig yeah. talk. Yeah, here, yeah, that's good. It, it's a connection. I'm, yeah. you know, whatever. Maybe I'm the half nice guy. Where I'm not like Josh. Over, I don't go crazy, but I'll talk to guys. Hey, how's it going? What's your name? But I don't remember <laughs> most. <laughs> well, try. well, and then Toby's a- kind of the he's the recluse. You know, he pulls back. <laughs> well, if you want to find Toby, you just go to that corner in the tour bus where the DJ sits. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's there, or he's in yeah. bed asleep, <laughs> right? Or sound check show, whatever. But he's not anywhere else. You would never, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I like hanging out on the bus. So I like that when people would just come on the bus and hang out. Yeah. I've always yeah. liked that. That That's easier. And then the other thing, too, is the tour's only like seven days. That's true. So, yeah, so usually, you know, it, it, the first week is just kind of get, you know, back in the old days of touring, five weeks at least. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, so by the second week, you start talking to people more. And then by the third week, you start becoming buddies. Fourth week, man, we're really liking each other. Oh, no, it's over. I can't wait to see you again. You never see them again. But it's so funny, I, though, because I see the guys walking around, you know, in opening bands, and probably to a lot of them, we're up there. You know what I mean? Like, we're a next-level band to them. Yeah. And so yeah. they kind of walk with their head down and kind of kind of nod. You know what I mean? Like, they'll yeah. kind of nod at you, and you know they're thinking about, oh, my God, that guy's in Emory, or, you know, whoever that band would be yeah. for us. And so I feel bad. I just feel like, ah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I just need to talk. To these it, guys. it just yeah. is kind of different. I mean, it seems bad, but it's kind of, you know, when we would do tours in when the scene was uh, emerging or something, it was it, it was like you would do a five week tour and it really was like summer camp or something. It felt like yeah. you're the opening. I mean, it doesn't matter. By the end, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's just I can't believe it. And then it just became and even the buyouts were different. Then it became more professionalized over time. And then the bands that came in after were like the younger bands and stuff. They would come in more professional, like with T, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. went from being yeah. an amateur thing to highly professionalized while yeah. we were there. So, so, I mean, it's just the, the norms that really did kind of change. But you um, you get the sense that it's like networky in, or in a way at some point. And then it, it gets really weird. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like it doesn't. And you don't have the time to really get to know everybody. And I am always, that's why I'm always thinking it's so good if Josh is hanging out with them or hopefully they feel taken care of 
or hopefully the tour manager's not being a dick to him because yeah. I, I may not have talked to him enough. Okay, on, on August 13th, uh, well, this is weird. Okay, what band was a label mate of ours that we toured with in August and November of 2018? Can y'all remember? It was a, a label mate with us? Yeah, they used to be on, on Tooth and Nail. <laughs> It was like a. Sh- it was just one of our short stints. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah. No idea. In, he in is 2018, legend. he is. Oh, legend. he is legend. Yeah, I didn't remember them. What What other band? Their lead singer used to be in a in two Tooth and Nail bands. Who was? What was he in? I don't know if I know the other one he was in. No, no, no. Another band. I'm not talking about his oh. legend anymore. Oh, what other band? That we tour with is pretty big. In 2018, he was the lead singer in two Tooth and Nail bands. Um, man, man, y'all, you don't y'all are worse than me. Man, I mean, remembers no, all 68. So, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's not like I don't remember. Oh, I don't apparently know you don't. Legend 68. I just don't know what 2018 is. Okay, See, we, you, yeah. in 2018 we toured with Ass Cities Burn. What other two bands? On that same tour, on that tour? Yeah. No, I don't I have, remember. No, I, don't I have remember. no memory. I, no memory. I, I, hold on, hold on. That's, I'm on. Wait, I wait, remember one. I remember one. I do too. Who's the one? Loyals. Yes, loyals. loyals. Dang. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. As Matt, soon as you say it, though, it's right back in your you know memory. I mean? Like I'm back there. Yeah. I just I can't them. find that memory. I have a distinct memory difference, though, in later years where I don't record new, like. There's certain things that I remember in that way people say is a steel trap like, but there's a certain uh, whole categories of knowledge that I no longer retain, and it was it's all of that stuff. Like um, it's it's as if once when I feel that I have enough knowledge in an area, no more goes in or something. <laughs> so the the time when I was understanding what the music scene was, yeah. I would absorb. I can t- I mean. I know lots of people's names in bands from the 90s, all the members of Alice in Chains and stuff like that. It just pops in my head instantly. Like, but And then yep. when we first started touring still, like those early bands, those early years in our first tours, I've got relatively encyclopedic knowledge about. And then at some point, I stopped remembering those things. The same right. thing happened with sports. Um, there was a time in sports when I was getting stats or something and I would know stuff, and then at some and at some point, no, new, you know, new stuff stopped going in on like who won what year and stuff right. like that. So there's something about it when you just you phase it out. But I don't know if it's just I'm old and don't remember. But either way, well, our touring changed. Also, think hmm. about how long we toured with no support. It was just local bands. Remember, we did we toured like that for a while, where it was just a local band, a different local band yeah. at all the shows. We didn't even have. Bands. Yeah. And, and did some of that. speaking of, I like I mean, this, this game. So I want to play some betting games. I'll bet you, yeah. Devin, $5, you can't guess this <laughs> band lineup. Well, hold on. Is it a real bet or are we just saying bullshit? Just bullshit. Okay. June 7th, 2017, we played at the Jackpot in Lawrence, Kansas with who? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Jackpot. I remember it. I remember the Jackpot. I remember it. Hold on. Let me let me think. There needs to be odds on this. Like I, Toby, I, Devin should get a lot more than five dollars. No, so, I remember the he's day not getting the five. So I remember drinking a wheat beer. I remember there being yes tennis shoes over 
over the thing in the middle Hank. of the alley. Yeah. I remember that. I remember Ooh, I remember I've the venue. Got it. I remember the venue. But who played? I don't know who it is. One band I was called you I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think they're just local bands. It's Sons of Soma. I don't remember that. Not that that's A- not in there. Averson. No. How would you ever not only do I not remember, remember it? That? I promise you not that never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> That's new information. I promise you that that's not something I forgot. <laughs> on November uh, on November thirteenth, twenty seventeen, we played at the Neighborhood Theater in Charlotte, Charlotte. North Carolina. That was cool. Wow, that was dude. when we heard. That's when we met Austin's roommate. Yep, our they old had that big ass fan in that in there. I remember that. And then isn't that where we switched stages? Yep. We went from the one side to the other. That's when we asked to play the small stage. Yeah, and it was way better. So we were headlining. Who was on that tour? I can vi- I can see the wait. Band. That wasn't when the the people brought us all that weed. That that's no. a different show. That was no, in that North was Carolina. in um, Green. Where was that? Greensboro. Oh, or, yeah, somewhere or like Winston Greensboro. Salem. Or yeah, yeah, that was in Raleigh. Um. All right. I can, okay. So this, I can I don't visualize talking either. to one of the guys in the back of his van. You'll know that Loyals was with us on this one too. Okay, Loyals. Yeah, maybe that's who I would talk to. And and in your memory, that other band that was there. Mm-hmm. So there's two other bands. In your memory, loyals. You won't the classic crime. No, no. It is a tooth and nail band. And the other band's called Funeral Port- Portrait. I remember I that remember name. That. Okay, this the band other you should tooth remember. Yeah, tooth and nail band. Kind of a tall, lanky lead singer. I think he had red oh, hair. I got it. What's the uh starts with a C? Yeah. Citizen? Close. Civilian. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. That's right. Oh, wait, I was on that tour. Or did they do You probably were? Shit. God damn it. Did I tour manage that? See? You can that's what I, I mean. You don't hold that I think kind you of did. info anymore. I think you did. Yes, yeah, you did. I, I tour managed a civilian tour for sure. Yeah. They but were you, on with y'all. You remember they, so they much from my early tours though. No, I remember a lot, but those late tours, I think you just don't care as much as one thing, for sure. But Civilian, yeah. I remember them. I had, I was having a hard time with them. I had to argue with them and their manager about their set time for the tour. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, and right. I was super, I just had to have a real heart-to-heart with them. Like, they wanted 45 minutes or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. We were told 45 minutes, and I was like, there is no opener ever that gets 45 minutes at all. And I told them, I promise you, you don't want to play for that long. Nobody cares about your band. They don't know who you are. You don't, they don't want to listen to you play for that long. Right. Play. If you have a 30 minute set, play 28 minutes, leave, leave it like good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, which I don't know why more bands don't, as cities burn, I feel like we always really understood. Let's do a little less. Oh my gosh. Emory for sure. But if you know, if you just thought about it for a second, it's easy to know that as a fan, You've never, you've never been in a situation where they, you wish they'd have played another song and that was a bad thing. Right. That you know that's a good thing, and and you've how many times conversely have you been like, fuck, they're starting another one. Yeah. And yeah. that, and you're like, I like this band. They're pretty cool. I'm excited yeah. about the head. You know, they were cool, man. Yeah, Civilian this band's cool. Good. And if yeah. they play two more songs, you'd be like, okay, already. <laughs> Right. That can happen so easy, and all you got to do is not get to that point. Because if you love the band and you know the music, like, say, Jimmy World, if I went to Jimmy World show right now, I'd do play two hours, 
sign me up. I'll listen right. to every song they want to play. But if it's like the first time I've ever heard them and I don't know them, you I give know. if you, if they just play twenty minutes of sweetness oh, and boy. like you know just like yes. hit me, whoa, what the fuck was that? You know, oh, you'd be way happier, but you yeah. wouldn't enjoy it if they just like slaughtered you with everything and you, right. you don't know them. So. I'm gonna yeah. have to say I'm personally devastated at the realization that I just made. If you were to take the philosophy that I just said and then if I applied it to my talking to people <laughs> in my lifetime if i could right. have just understood the le- the lesson i just gave oh, wow they would have liked me more all of them you would have been considered one of the smartest people on earth <laughs> all i had to do was stop all along all i had to do was stop it would have been fine i understand that now <laughs> That's exactly. You are an opening band. I know. <laughs> With your I understand now. <laughs> uh, imagine how my wife, Cassie, like, that. I mean, how much do you like her when you first talk to her? And then it's like, come on. No, I, Cassie <laughs> is a very anomaly. She's a real, a real anomaly in the talking department because I notice it because she exceeds me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that happen and i but i like it i think it's great um because it's positive for whatever reason she she's always in a state that's positive and or curious so even though it's more whenever she's done it's always a good like it's not ever negative so yeah and she's is interested in everything so that's just that works i mean that really really works i mean uh you don't really want people to talk as much as she does generally. I understand that, but it's, she really pulls it off. It's really something. She can the way talk. she'll, I mean, she talks and she'll talk to like, you know, she's come to our shows or like she worked merch, merch for us or something. And I'll just catch her. She's just talking to some fan. It like, makes me feel so good. Like talking to a fan, like just being real nice, some fan. And then I walk in and she'll want to bring me in. Right. You know, and I'm like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> this is insane. This is crazy behavior. Like, I, I don't want to be involved in this at all. This happened with our, uh, we moved, you know, we bought the house. And we're starting to meet our neighbors, which is oh, awesome. Yeah. They're all old. Like every one of them. They've all lived here for 50 years. Uh, they're either old or disabled, like with an oxygen tank or something like that. Like, uh, I guess that's mean. I don't know, but, uh, that's your pace. That's your, yeah. <laughs> that's your pace. but our yeah, next door neighbor, uh, Brian, he's retired and you know, he comes over and her and Brian talk for 45 minutes. Good God. And I'm just thinking like, Oh no, this is setting like precedent. Bad like, precedent how much there. time. And when he finally left our backyard, uh, I told her, I said, that is the last time that we live here that, that I will endure that with you. Like, I will never stand there with you again while you talk to him. I will find something else to do. I will leave you. So that's on you if you want to have that conversation ever again. So, <laughs> Well, she Cassie talks to people in a way that is to help the, the help. It, do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. selfish. She's helping something. It's to help the environment of the multiple people that are in earshot. She's trying to do something for everybody yeah. to keep it full or, or whatever it is that you can tell that it comes from that place. So it totally works. Yeah. Megan is similar. Does she's she, not quite as talkative, but she's very social. And I all, I'm always the one I, I, I see an opening and I take it. 
I don't let many openings go by. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. If there's a just an opening big enough, I'm in, and I are, I change the situation. That way at fast. Home, you're saying at home, or you mean when in social? No, no, no. Setting? Like in social situations, like where Cassie talks a lot, even at home. Megan's chatty at home. I'm sure still. Yeah, I mean, but not like you know when she's in a in a situation where she feels like she needs to yeah, make people feel yeah. comfortable, similar yeah. to Cassie. Mm-hmm. And then I have to. Uh, she, cause she'll keep going and I have to, I have to step in. You have to always say, okay, so, well, you have to use. Oh, I have to. Yeah, I, I have to. I, I've told finality. her before. I said, I think if I didn't step in, I think you just go on. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when the end point is. Yeah, I would too. I get the neighbor one kills me, kills me, kills me. Um, because there's no, uh, there's just no, I have no script for neighbor interaction. So when I was in a place <laughs> no with neighbors, script. I have, <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's just, it's not, I don't know, that is an interchange that I have very little experience with, you sure. know, and it's always different. And I can never tell how long you're supposed to talk. And there's so many times when I feel like it's going to be so rude if I turn and walk in the house now, isn't it? I can't, yeah. and then, but then there's so many times where I'm like, I wonder if I've really taken up a lot of this, my neighbor's time here. <laughs> yeah. but I was just trying to make them feel good. And maybe it's been 30 minutes, but that's all. I was just, I didn't know when, I didn't know when to stop, but maybe I'm bothering them. It's awkward. I, I don't know which is. I don't know if they're bothering me or if I'm bothering them. Is the feeling I always have. Do you think that's better? If somebody's though, then, bothered, and I gotta help. Is the feeling I always have. <laughs> do you think that's better though than if you're neighbors with your friends or something? Like I don't know. I remember our house, the house we were renting, the house next door was coming up for rent, and Cassie's like, "Should we like tell our friend, you know, somebody we know to get no, it?" And I was like, no. "But if we tell somebody we bear it, a casual no, it'll be bad. Like no, if it was like yeah. best friends, maybe yeah. that'd be kind of cool, but." You know, because then every time you see him, you'd have to talk or hang out, or if you didn't invite yeah. him to a cookout or something, it'd oh, be like, yeah. you know what I mean? Bad. Yeah, everything bad. <laughs> uh, uh, Devin, I just almost called you Brian. Oh my uh, god, sorry. I don't know your wife very well. Yeah, um, but every time I'm around her, and I'm not saying she makes me feel this way, mm-hmm. but I get this vibe in general that she, I think this. Well. I feel she like she <laughs> no. I feel like she probably thinks pretty low of a lot of your friends. <laughs> um, I could see Not, that. You yeah, know, it's it's more the what is it? It's not really low. It's just. I, not low. I'm not, I'm well, not no, low life. I'm but saying just, when I'm around her, I feel like I'm hanging around an adult, like somebody I respect. Sure. Like I respect her. I feel respect towards your wife and like, I don't know. I don't know. How to, not that I don't respect, respect Bridget or something, but yeah, like, when I'm like, Bridget, like, like, I feel like I can, like when you leave the room, she goes Lunsford <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just like, you know, that poor boy, like, yeah. Oh, he that has poor a, boy. He no, has a family. That's funny. Yeah, I don't a, think she would. Sometimes she's a little oblivious to that kind of stuff. And it's just kind of her persona. But um, it's not a criticism. It, no, no, no. I, mean, I know. You know. But she, but she she's kind of the same with me, though. It's not really, not like I'm saying I I feel like she's condescending or anything. It's more like it's. I guess it's maybe similar to the way you guys see me, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you just want to keep he. This person's got the check on you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so it feels a little bit more like that to to me. Like, oh, I know. I can't. I don't want to disappoint Megan. Yeah, that's she probably is the highest in this whole system. Um, she's probably pretty high. Like, she makes a lot of money. She's professional. (laughs) She (laughs) assumes many 
like she has a disposition of confidence or self-confidence in yeah. a way that, you know, I think probably everybody does overall. She probably does have a high status in a in some kind of yeah hierarchy. Yeah. Like naturally, she does kind of have a relatively high status in our whole group as like adult, yeah, good, yeah, do right person. It's it's a lot like her mom. I mean, like we're we're all screw ups in exactly. relation. We all that's identify. what I mean. Like yeah. We self identify as, as such. You know, like yeah. If there's any position I wouldn't want to be in, it would be that one. Do you know what I mean? It's like I would not want to be that that. I like to be the screw up. Yeah. You know? Right. I like that. Right. That's I'm looking to be a screw up in a nice system where the where the high status people are wonderful, like Megan. <laughs> that's that's what I want to be in. Is that, that I do wonder sometimes world. what like her friends think. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. yeah. You know, it's probably oh, he's. I think he's in a band. He stay at home. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. wait. He doesn't have a job. It's yeah. kind of like you know what I mean. But I, but the closest friends know. Oh, he's in an actual successful yeah. band. Like they travel and do stuff. But the kind of peripheral ones, they 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 can't know. Yeah. Well, you know I, mean? they, I, they I noticed something. Know. I noticed something. Uh, where was I? The doctor's office, and I was talking to the doctor, and I said I was in a band. He says, "Oh, what do you do?" And, and I, this is the first time I realized when he was talking to me about a band, he was talking about like, he thought I was probably like a jazz local musician. Like he's right. not like, cause I'm 45 now. I, yeah. what, he, he's not thinking screamo band, rock band. Right. He's, you know, I'm, like I, I'm a bass player in a casino band or something. You know, I, we got that. We do weddings and stuff. You know I mean? That's what he's thinking. Like oh, yeah. A pro- professional musician, but not like what we do at all. They, oh. I mean, that doesn't, they don't, people are going to stop asking you about the band because it's just you. Yeah, you play an instrument, you sing songs. If you want right. to fix that, you could probably just got to say, I'm a punk musician. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's about the only way. It's like, oh, I've seen some old punk guys kind of get old or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Old tattoo. You get, if you, you can have get your ears stretched, yeah. that would help. But, you know, just you do can you, be like an old punk guy. Do you guys all go through the same process with people as far as like, like knowing the band? So like at first, Megan or somebody will, somebody will say, "Oh yeah, Devin's in a band named Emery." You know, yeah. And, and the people who say it, they have good intentions. Like, oh, look them up. You know, it's cool, whatever. Right. And I'm like, don't. What are they gonna just find? Don't I mean. say that. Don't talk about it. I don't like it. So Meg and Megan knows that. And then, but the next time it gets a little bit more like, oh, so what kind of music do you play? You play bass, guitar, vocal. Oh yeah, okay. And I still keep it down. Like there's no right, no notion of success. Yes, you can't yeah, no. keep it real low. <laughs> yeah. Then at some point in time, they get wind of something. Oh, so you guys are actually a band? Yeah. Like you tour? <laughs> it's like oh. yeah. Now and then, but somewhere along the way too, there's always the question of like, you guys just play covers, right? <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, we actually write our songs. Yeah. Which is very confusing to people and then that gets in a whole weird vibe and then eventually they start figuring it out and then i would say probably 30 20 to 30 percent of the time it's somebody who knows our band or whatever and they're like oh my gosh dude it's and then it turns into like the awkward oh yeah okay thanks you know what i mean does that exact happen to you guys the exact same way 
one hundred percent. It does pervert every social interaction if you yes. think about it. Yeah, like because it's either going to go one way or another. they either think of you as an actual loser, like an actual <laughs> loser. Yes. If you and then you know if there's a certain way of saying certain things, the way other people, for instance, humble brag, like who are those people? Because I mean, gosh, right. I mean, if you wanted to do that, it would be easy to do with the experiences you've had in life or something. Yep. And so you don't do it, but you know, at some point it's going to, somebody's going to force it out of you. And it's going to sound at that point, it's going to sound like <laughs> a weird humble brag or something. Right. And so then it's, then you're going to be, you, you switch to a high status in the people in the social <laughs> interaction that's going on. And then you have to down. Yeah. I mean, it's just not, there's nothing good about it. I mean, it gets you something if you want to use it, but, what if you just want to be normal? But there's right. no real map for that because it usually goes one way the, or the other. So the worst whatever. thing that the worst one time that that happened with me is when we moved here. Uh, the one of the ladies that works at Je- Jess has just gotten the, maybe her most professional, best paying job ever, and Devin and I's mutual friend now works at where Jess at Jess's hospital. Right, she's high up at Jess's hospital, and when Jess came in, they were sitting there talking, and she knows me and Devin. And she goes, oh, so Devin and Toby, they're in that band. What was it? Emery said, oh, let's look them up. And so she just types in Emery. <laughs> awful. YouTube plays the first video, and what it's it? the, the real life where Devin sits up in bed with his shirt off, you know, from a dream, pan over to me on the toilet with my pants down. <laughs> and that's the, like one of the heads <laughs> of the, the hospital that immediately sees me. That's me and Devin. Devin, roll respect to Devin. She sees it church. And like, yeah. uh, first thing she sees for him about his band, she'd never seen it before, is Devin with his shirt off just sitting in bed. And then her <laughs> new hire, Jessica's husband, sitting on the toilet screaming, get out of here with my pants down, seeing my butt. Yeah, I was like, I've been in at the freaking, uh, you know, at a community group or something, and somebody will say it, and then they'll look, put it on YouTube to the phone or whatever, yep. just YouTube Emory or something, shovel glass, you know, just like, Oh, yep. <laughs> just something extreme or crazy. Right. I mean, it's just like, and, and it's like, the what music is that? What that? What even is that? To, I mean, I'm talking about people that have no clue. Right. Like right. part of the dissonance for them is that when they're realizing this person in front of them that they're talking to, that they've had a former assessment of probably as a loser, has a career in an international rock band and they've never even heard like they can't that's them discovering that there is a such a thing as like underground music yeah like yeah <laughs> they didn't even know that they had such things as professionals who aren't famous like they didn't right, even yeah. know about such a category <laughs> so they're quite disoriented when they say so and then they're starting to think so you have kids and live in a house like me but you do, they're trying to think about what is that? What is it? So you don't have to go to work, but your daughter's friends are my daughter. So what do you, what, what is Tuesday like for you? Is what, is what I always feel like they're doing. Say like if, if they're like a software de- developer or something like that, you'd be like, yeah. okay, uh, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Are you like him? No. Yeah. Okay. But you still have a job, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> Devin, do you remember we we both played it the exact same way? Remember when we flew to San Antonio a few months ago for that yeah. for the acoustic show, and that guy, oh, that was real crazy. He's real short, 
and he's like a New Yorker or something. <laughs> and uh, he, we were waiting in line to get on the plane to go to San Antonio. And this guy, what, what did he say, Devin? He was like, he was looking at his phone or something. And then he said, did he ask? Oh, because I had a guitar. Because we had our guitars. We had our guitars, and he said something about the guitars. We had our acoustic oh. guitars. Yeah. Yeah. So he just said something like, oh, yeah, then, I've been and, playing. I've been, you know, noodling around, whatever. He's warming up. Yeah, warming fly, up. flying with your instrument, that puts you in some That's bad terrible. It's bad. I, but he, he I would even, look back at us on the plane. Yeah. Remember, he was looking back at us. We well, couldn't he kept, get rid of him. You went through the process of like, okay, <laughs> his light went off in his eye, or or maybe this was a whole setup. Right. I'm not sure. And then he goes, oh, are you serious? My 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 bro, what's his name, is going to freak yeah. out and all yeah. this. And so then he texts the guy, and then he, he goes to the back there, and we're trying to get up high in the line. <laughs> he comes back up there, does shows like takes a selfie right in front of all these people. Right. Yeah. Like, come on. What is this? And then we get on the <laughs> plane, and then we're like, I don't know what, like 10, 12 rows behind him. He keeps looking back just over his shoulder. Just staring at us. <laughs> we're just like, oh, God. And, and then, then, we tried to avo- then we tried to avoid him once we landed. We're like, let's just, we waited as long as we could on the plane. And then we got off and we thought, uh, let's don't go to the first bathroom because he's probably in there. So we kept, we went on down to the second bathroom and uh, Devin. Toby went in. Yeah, I went in to pee or whatever. Oh, Devin, you went in the first one. He wasn't yeah. in there. I, st- I was too nervous. I went in to pee in the second one. When it came out, there he was standing there. He was standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to me. Going, me. Oh, God. We just couldn't escape him. It was terrible. There's a weird thing with like the level. See, a band like Emory, y'all are pretty big, sold a lot of records, but it still yeah. is kind of niche in a way. Like I was just wearing a Emory hoodie in Trader Joe's a few years ago that I got because I was working for y'all. And some guys like, oh, dude, Emory, man. Like, they get excited because they think that, right. you know, it's like a bond or Connection. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and he goes, oh, dude, Emory, man, I love Emory. I was like, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 And then he goes, he's like, dude, uh, what's your favorite album? And it's, I'm just like, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do this to me. Because you have to, I had to act. Right? At that point, you have a choice. I would to make. either be you acting go, or. You have to say, well, actually, I'm their fucking tour manager. I'm f- friends with well, the best. Or you have to say, know. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, the, the question's great. I just thought it's like something, yeah. opinion you yeah. don't have. You have to pretend like you're a fan and then what's going to happen? Well, I couldn't do I was just like, I kind of go, uh, that walls, no, I like walls. Yeah. Well, no, what I did was I just go. Uh, I like them all, yeah, uh, man. I I don't know. I I I worked for them. I'm yeah. I don't <laughs> you know. Did? I did. I just said it because I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't muster. I couldn't figure out how to like pretend to be a fan. I was like, if I say a favorite favorite album, it's just going to go a lot further. Well, right? you know what? A lot of people do though. They'll they'll go. They'll say they they will pretend to not know who you are for a second, and then. They did know all along. Like yeah. a lot of times, you'll do that. And you go, you say, "Oh, actually, I work for him." You know, I'm in a band because that's it. You're Aaron from Message's birth. Like he knew he well, was suspected it, and he was feeling yeah. you out for it. Maybe or that happens. Maybe in Nashville, I don't think we got there that time, but that happens a lot. But I've also done that. <laughs> I went yeah. into a coffee shop. I like you know when you're in a band, you print some nice merch sometimes, right? Like the hoodies are good quality, like Hell American yeah. Apparel or something. And so there's be days where I just like. I had a, I grab a hoodie and put it on, but in Nashville, it just kept happening where people would like say something about the hoodie, like, cause all our fans just moved here apparently after, right. you know, 2010. So <laughs> I went to the coffee shop 
down the street, ugly mugs, uh, one day. And I put tape over the name, which is, <laughs> well, well, that was a dumb decision. Cause it just brought attention to it. And the barista, uh, was like, he's like, Oh, what's up with your hoodie? You got tape over it. He's oh. like, why, why do you have tape oh, over wow. your hoodie? <laughs> and I was just like, uh, I was like, Oh, uh, I was like, I'm going to be, you know, it's my band's sweatshirt. And I just felt dumb wearing it. So I just put tape over it. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. And uh, he was like, well, what's your band? I was like, uh, call it Ass City's Burn. And he goes, are you fucking serious, bro? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the classic response. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah. And he's like, dude, your band changed my life. And, but what's funny is I that guy still works at that coffee shop for like 10 years. So any I see him all the time. You know we're friendly now, that's but funny. that's how it got. It was weird because um, I tried to, yeah, yeah. I mean, his life was it could have been you know without you, he wouldn't have been able to work at a coffee shop for ten years. Where where life so much that he's a barista <laughs> for ten years. Uh, his name is Josh. If you're listening, I'm not making fun of you. You're doing great. He, an an Emory fan bought our house. that's no good isn't that crazy so we that we first showed it to him and somehow you know going through the whole thing and i I, we didn't list ours with a real so people just you know they made appointments with us and so i kind of would show them around a little bit and let them do their thing and somehow i guess he saw something in my music room or office and it came he was like dude you and emory <laughs> Wait, how did he not know you're in that well, mon- you know, Monticello? Like he didn't recognize. Well, I mean, he you'd have to be a super fan to know. I mean, he hasn't tracked us from the beginning till now. You know what I mean? Okay, like he he was big in early on, and then he grew you know grew up as normal guy, whatever. Um, the typical fan, I would say. So anyway, but they ended up buying our house. They they made an offer, and he didn't ask for anything. There was no. <laughs> Like they didn't ask for nice. any changes, like any updates or like inspection stuff, and hasn't had haven't had. A, I've kept stuff in their attic, <laughs> <laughs> in a bunch of boxes that for store for shipping that I just don't have room for. And I'm like, he just said, "Hey man, if you want to just leave them up here, that's, that's hilarious." No big deal. Can you so, I mean, imagine we, he's just taking a shit like this is where Devin from Emory <laughs> took a shit every yeah. day. It's kind of like that because everything like we sometimes boxes will get shipped there or mail or whatever so any anytime he he's like it. he just loves it he's like i dropped by <laughs> that is so funny i had the opposite thought of when i sold my house i felt so bad i felt so bad to the people we sold it to you know what i mean like they paid so much money for yeah, it I and i was everything i did to that house and property i was like I, I mean i tried to clean it up and stuff i felt so i'm mortified to think of all the stuff they just discover and go what the fuck dude that's all i can think about i hate the fact i I modified that house so much i mean i did so much but i mean just i don't know it's just stuff that wasn't done right or whatever you know what i mean it's just i hate that i mean i did a lot i did a lot to the house (laughs) so you you're worried about people that you don't know right Finding something that you did to the house. And just thinking about, like, I, when I went to move out and stuff, it was during, it was right at the beginning begin of the pandemic. So it was like, it was limited amount of doing anything or moving around and right. stuff. And we made a custom deal where I left a lot of stuff. They were moving from overseas. In fact, uh, I'm a hero because they were moving back from Europe to get a 
grandparent out of a nursing home. And the, uh-huh. so the grandparent wound up living in that apartment that I built in the backyard oh, wow. in that thing. So that was great. But I mean, there's just so many hacked together things I did on the property and unpermitted stuff and weird electrical <laughs> hacks and plumbing <laughs> hacks. And like I did every, I mean, I was very involved with every part of the house, you know? And so it was just a bunch of little stuff that wasn't done professionally. It was done by me figuring out how to work on houses. <laughs> That's what the property is. It's my property experiment number one, you know, and they, and they have that office in the back. There's lots of stuff that's not, you know, professional up to date code. Legal. I always thought it looked good. I, yeah, I it is. It it's good. Legit. It is. But you know, if, I know what you mean. It's just embarrassing. You know, like the, like, uh, you know, we built a bathroom and tapped into the city sewer and, <laughs> It was, I mean, the way we did it was just, you wouldn't believe it, how we did it. <laughs> we dug a big hole in the yard until we found. <laughs> okay, so there's this guy named June from the J-U-N. He's a Philippines guy that I got to help do a, a, the plumbing and a bunch of the work. And he was awesome. And he had this, uh, it was just him and this other guy that didn't even speak English. And he says in the Philippines, they, the builders aren't specialized. They just do everything. Like, you know what I mean? They just do everything, the toilets to the plumbing. So he just kind of could do almost everything. I was like, how are we going to solve this plumbing thing? We got to put a toilet in that garage and get it in here. So we dug in the middle of the yard, in the backyard, and found the just old, from the 40s, concrete pipe that is the sewage pipe. And he, he we got the our pipe laid all the way to come into it, and he just broke it open <laughs> and put the pipe... <laughs> Into the broken part of the cement, which he was, he broke very carefully. And then we just filled that hole back up with cement to, so that they was tied together. Basically he got, he got it really good, but like we just went straight in with a pipe to the city sewer, broke into it, put the pipe in and it's there. And then we've concreted the whole thing back and it's in the middle of the backyard. <laughs> You know. Seattle doesn't know anything no, about it. No, <laughs> and nobody ever will. I no, guess, right. but or unless, unless they yeah. do or whatever. But and there's, I mean, you know, just we just, you know, it's just that's what it's just it just freaks me out to think. But I, there's nothing that anybody could do to me about. Like I built a whole office in there that's not you're not supposed to have. I mean, but nobody gets in trouble for that stuff. Or if they do, that's true. I mean, it's just it's there. Like you buy the house as is or whatever. So. Right. It's like it was cool, and the, but there's just so many wires and everything. Anyway, it's like turning it over to somebody else is embarrassing. But in that's case, pretty normal. He's you know, yeah. It's funny though because I went over there one day. I had to pick up a box or something, but I had to go inside for a second, and I opened the the screen door, and the bottom spring was broken. And this was like literally a few days after they moved in, we moved out, or maybe within a week or two. <clears throat> and the spring came off, and I looked at them. <laughs> <laughs> we had this little eye contact, like, yeah, who is this me? <laughs> like, who is? Yeah, and then it just kind of moved on. There was like a split second of like, wait a second, whose responsibility is this? And then we just moved on. So luckily, I've gotten past that with him. But it's pretty interesting coincidence, I would say. The uh, the house is, you know, it's a bit, it's a it's a intimate thing you get with your house and then you get it from somebody else or who died in it before, like that stuff, you know, like the people that, you know, you want to live in a house where old lady just died in it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it feels like something. I mean, my wife has cried every time we've moved out of a house. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if y'all's does or not, but the, I mean, it's sentimental to 
to the to her, but it's not a rental house. You don't feel that way about. So yeah, you know, yeah. when you live in a rental house, you just like fuck this place. <laughs> 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 we just moved out of our rental. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get out. Cassie was feeling kind of sentimental, but I was like, "This place fucking sucks. Let's get out of here." <laughs> but that's uh, your home, and you've lived in with yeah. your family for the whole life, and your we opinion is it fucking kid- sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we brought all our kids home there, and we're like moving out, and she's like, "We gotta, we gotta clean this place up better," and like, "We gotta, we can't even leave anything." I was like, "Just leave that fucking shelf," and I take the guy's tearing it down, like to build. Yeah. Some bigger house if he's going to sell for triple what he bought it for. Right. And she's like, you're not supposed to leave anything. I was like, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, he he made us have to move. Like, right. we have a rent checked out to him that we mailed out like a month and a half ago for the last month. And he hadn't cashed it yet. And I was telling Cassie the other day, she's like, uh, hey, we haven't got a deposit back from him yet. It's $250 deposit. Right. And I was like, I'm not. And he has not cashed that rent check. And I was like, I'm not hitting him up about a deposit check that it was $600 less than what the rent check he hadn't cashed yet. I was like, you need to just call and cancel the fucking rent check. Right. Like, we've been out for three weeks now. Fuck him. <laughs> right? Right. No, I'm saying, like, he hadn't cashed it. He's had it for a month and a half. Right. Like, you said, yeah, like, you could just, cancel it, make him, make him find you. And you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Keep... Like, he made us have to move. Right. But so, I'm saying yeah. you should at least cancel it and then at least make him go through some hurdles. I mean, three weeks. Yeah, he should have already cashed that. Yeah, we just got $850 sitting in our account. And I'm just like, yeah. yo, I could, I mean, I could put that in, you know, right. Marathon Digital Patent, at, you know, Mara. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doubled it by now. But uh, I was going to say I had a funny thing happen this week. We got the new house and I'm just waiting for something really bad to happen. Like yeah. really bad. I just feel like it has to happen. Got to. And we came home the other day and we had something on our mailbox, like a, a note. And Cassie went and got it. And she was like, what the fuck is this? She handed it to me. And it said, Davidson County Sheriff's Office of Warrants. <laughs> and it was for me. A warrant? What? A warrant. And for your arrest? I don't. I was like, what the fuck? I started freaking out. And Cassie's like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. And it said like the office of civil warrants from the sheriff. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. And she's like, you got to call. It had a number. It said, call this number ASAP. You know, I'm like, oh, uh, fuck, am I going to jail? Am I going to go to jail? <laughs> you didn't even do it. No, I was like, what did I do? I was like, what did I do? I had to do something. But I was like, what did I do? Am I going to jail? Like, it, but it just hit. Yeah. It, all, it felt like it was all crashing down. Like I yeah. bought a house and because that became like public right. something, they're like, oh, they know where I am now. And like, <laughs> oh shit, what, what is coming now? Cause there a sheriff came by and put a thing in. And so Cassie's like, you got to call. And I'm like, I don't want to call. I'm going to call and tell him I'm here. No, you know, cause it says call whenever you see it. I'm like right. I can't call and tell him I'm there. Just make it. Now they're just going to come pick me up. That's what they do. Hey, I'm home now. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So I call, and the so southern lady. She's like, if you don't call, I'm calling. Like she's gonna turn me she in. She turn you in, yeah. She's, she's not. Just... That bitch ain't right or die. Uh, <laughs> and so I call, and this real southern lady picks up, and I'm like, yeah, I just I had like a a warrant notice left on my mailbox, and she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name? And I was like, um, Aaron Lunsford. And she goes, All right, yeah, hold on one second. And she said, uh, I go am I under arrest? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, uh, uh, hold on. Let me, hold on one second. Let me look. 
So, yep, you got a out. It's a traffic traffic court outstanding. And I was like, what? What is it? She, uh, yeah, it's two parking tickets. And I go, okay. Am I under arrest <laughs> for the parking tickets? You no. <laughs> <laughs> It's $130 and $119. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but you left it. It says warrant. She's like, yeah, I just got to drop off your paperwork. And I was like, so I'm not going to jail? And she said, no, honey, it's parking <laughs> tickets. <laughs> but for five, for five minutes, I thought I was about to be arrested and go or to jail. Something. What was the best you could come up with and what you might have did? I, I did have a thought. I was like, do I owe like taxes from Magnolia Barbecue or something like that? <laughs> the barbecue business. Like I, I that that's the best I can come up with. I was like, do I do I owe you're something? You're more from, like a federal crime that you I don't know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I hadn't done anything like like, you know, I was like, it's gotta be something with money, I guess. I don't know. But it, it was scary because it says sheriff and it says warrant. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Did you, did you hear about Lunsford? Oh, yeah. I heard he got a house. No. He's no. in federal prison. <laughs> I mean, what would we do if Lunsford went to federal prison? Would we call you? I'm not yes. visiting. I mean, I mean what we, would you do? He's being Leavenworth or something. Like he never serious. responds in our text thread again. We're like, what happened to Lunsford? If, if he was, if you, that would be so shitty to have to visit your friend in prison. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you'd probably would do it, but yeah. the friend would know how shitty it was. Like if I was coming to visit you, Lunsford, in federal prison, you wouldn't even really enjoy it because you'd know how much I was not enjoying that situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you wouldn't think like, oh, it's great to see. I mean, it'd be great to see you, man. Like there'd be something about that that would feel good. If I, you know, especially if I could give you a hug, but maybe I just had to put my hand up to the glass. I don't know. <laughs> But something about that would feel good, but it's not like we'd really have a good time. It right. wouldn't even be. <laughs> no. Even to see your friends wouldn't be, uh, you would feel bad. <laughs> yeah. None of y'all ever have been in jail? Like, you never, even, <laughs> even for a little bit? <laughs> Shit. You're Just surprised. me? <laughs> Damn it. I figured well, more, most people at least spend a night in jail for something. <laughs> y'all three hadn't done anything. Night of passage. <laughs> most people? <laughs> I think like more than fifty percent of people. I think so. Like a night in jail or something. That's it. I mean, no. just, I mean, I've been in jail twice. Once in Greer and once in Greenville. <laughs> I was. Jail one twice. was like a whole day, and one was two days. Yeah, and it was it was really scary. Funny. But yeah, I was while y'all were saying that while you were talking about that warrants, it made me think. I mean, look where I come from. I'm glad she doesn't listen to podcasts. But my, I can remember my mom. So my pet mom and dad split up. Right. My mom spent some credit cards and did not pay the bills. And then she left and went down to like Orangeburg, South Carolina area. And one day I'm at home and mom has been gone now for, you know, six months to a year. And a cop car pulls up in our driveway and dad's at work and I'm out for summer or something, I think. And, you know, I'm probably like 16, 17 years old. Um, the cop pulls up my yard and goes, is, uh, is Lynn Morrell here? So mom <laughs> said, I said, no, sir. She's down in, uh, in that Orangeburg area. He goes, yeah, we know that. We went down there and, uh, we pulled into the yard and, uh, knocked on the door and announced it was the police. And he said, I mean, the windows weren't that close. And she just, I saw her inside. She ducked down and crawled into the bedroom. 
and never came to the door. <laughs> That's what my mom did. A police officer showed up at her door. He knocks. Police. She just. And then he that couldn't get her. told her son. He that. couldn't get her. She nothing ever happened to her. Like nothing. She never gotten tr- like she had some like outstanding check, a bounce check, and you know several bounce checks or something like that. And it's just she just got away with it. She just got away. The police will come to your house if you don't pay a credit card. Well, it was like bounce checks. I mean, it had gone into collections no, yeah. or whatever. It, whatever it was, maybe it was a bounce check, and now it was it, a it's something more bad toward the happened. territory of fraud than uh. Yeah, it was some kind Bet. of yeah. yeah, it was it was some kind of fraud issue I where gotcha. th- like she had to go. They were going to go to jail and like then you know s- get the money or something like that. But yeah, I mean oh, she God. just hid. I know. <laughs> I mean it's crazy. My mom it was, was driving right I, on the line of crime. Yeah. Right, but I can mean, you imagine my mom crime, but not enough to like break down a door for? <laughs> but, can, but can you imagine like seeing me do that or something like that's my mom is me like we look like i mean can you imagine a police officer and you just go down to the ground and crawl. And it <laughs> he just, just kind of sees you through the, I mean, but yeah and it, worked. and it worked he couldn't get her he had to come to his her 16 year old son said you seen her no and that was it <laughs> nothing that's ever crazy. happened to her that is funny though because i I mean, I don't know what happened to me exactly. I guess it was my mom, but my dad was on the chain gang for a year. Mm. And I mean, he was, it was big time. And he was on his way to join, to join the military and they were going to go to Vietnam, but he got arrested before he got there for stealing hubcaps or something. And so he went to jail instead of the Vietnam war, <laughs> Wow! <laughs> which he's like, I'm very thankful. Like, wow. Literally. So it's pretty crazy. It, and so he just worked on the, you know, the roads and whatever for a year and did his time and moved Holy. on. So that's crazy. But yeah, I don't, I never had the bug. I don't know what it, I never did. You don't I had the know. crime bug. I never had the crime bug. <laughs> Matt, you did crimes. You just didn't get caught, I guess. I, but, I, I mean, can't imagine how many crimes I've done. I mean, how many times? All right. Let's say this and just, I don't know, be honest. How many times do you think you've driv- driven drunk? Never, uh, Lunsford. I mean, <laughs> that's a, just a. We're counting today. <laughs> <laughs> this is something people get really worked up about, which may be fairly so, but you know, because right, I, I understand, but I've definitely driven drunk many times. But that, I mean, that's definitely yeah, and that's definitely a real crime. I, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. No. But it doesn't feel like yeah. one. Yeah. Right. It really certainly doesn't feel like one. You know? <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one that just admitted to it. And I'm looking for some backup right now. Well, I could I never be I, like I, you. I know y'all have. I know you have. I don't think I ever have because I haven't, I'm not as big of a drinker. Well, that's your Devin. I could see you not. But I mean, I, I've definitely, you know, probably been buzzed or maybe a little high or something. Over the driving. limit. Have you yeah. think you ever been over the limit? Um, I don't know. It, possibly. The legal possibly. limit makes that really, you know, good judgment and the legal limit aren't necessarily aligned is all. That's I'm true. Saying. So, so yeah. you could technically always drive at a, a, you know, point one, one and feel real good about it, except for the le- legal limits point oh eight, And that doesn't mean you've c- committed a billion felonies, right. homicidal felonies, yeah. or yeah. that's not the same thing, you know, but, you know, I, I mean, I've definitely driven where I shouldn't have and stuff, but I, I don't. I, I definitely feel that when you say drunk driving, there's something that that can mean that I certainly would not do. Well, yeah, I I know what you mean. There's like drunk driving, yeah. which is like you can barely stay in between the lines. Mm-hmm. But I've been when Toby lived in Franklin, 
and I'd go down there and we might podcast or hang out, you know, yeah. or whatever. And we'd drink beer. There's been times where I driving back to Nashville, which is 20 miles. And I'm like five miles in. I'm like, Oh fuck. This is, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was maybe not a good idea. Yeah. I remember that's... trying to call you a cab. You said, no, no. <laughs> As you stumbled out the front door. I was like, please Aaron, listen, yeah. <laughs> there was definitely some times for sure. in high school and college where i was drunk and drove like for sure. that yeah like that but i mean maybe two times but yeah i there's never been a time since then when i was really stupid and you know 19 or 20 not even legal enough to drink um that i've driven buzzed before for sure but not oh, where, no. I, where, where i didn't yeah. Think, yeah like like you said like i don't really know i watched a video it was really crazy it was kind of a short lady it was on tiktok and she said, I'm going to see how many of these Trulies I have to drink to get drunk. Yeah. And I, she was probably 120 pounds tops. And she drank five of them before she was even blue. But 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 if you do it fast, it blood No, she waited 30 it. minutes between each beverage. Well, well, and I was like, but good Lord. So, I mean, crazy. I don't know. I, I mean, would have thought it was higher, easier to go over than that. But, you know. I don't really know, you know, I don't ever, ever, ever do the breathalyzer, so it's hard to tell. It's such a weird thing, too, when you hear about, like, an athlete getting in trouble for DUI or whatever, and you're like, man, they have so much money. It's yeah. just something about, nah, the inconvenience of not driving your car home. The, well, I don't you know. know. What I mean? like, well, or, or telling people you were drunk or, you know, it's whatever that is. It's to yourself or something. Like, you're just trying to, there's some area of that that you don't want to. It's, it's a, you could say it's ego pride. It's just so there's something weird there about that. Yeah, because right. I would say 90% of the time it's someone else saying don't drive. Yeah. Right? And maybe 10% of the time somebody says, you know what? I probably shouldn't drive. Yeah. Maybe. I, I feel like if I had the money, I'm always thinking, man, I would take an Uber if I had the money. Like that's yeah, what but I you think. still have to so, deal with it tomorrow. You go, yeah, but then what am I? Eh, I'll just, you know, it's I, like you that. don't get a satisfaction. I like fuck it. I'll take an Uber. Fuck it. I'll leave my fucking car here. Like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, then right. why do you like, I got it. the money. I don't give but a fuck. You got to come move it at seven the next morning. Nah, anyway. fuck it. I'll take an Uber back. Like I don't get you know? there that quick. <laughs> if you had the money, though, that's what I'm saying. If I just had the money, it seems like I'd be like, I don't. know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. So. Well, how about this? No more drinking because it's 69 time. I'm excited. So registrations today as this podcast airs. So it's Friday. It's the 16th today as this podcast is coming out. We're a little Mm -hmm. ahead in taping it. But um, registration is open right now. So I think we got, Devin, did we get that domain? The 69xchallenge. Yeah, 69xchallenge. Number six, number nine, xchallenge.com. Yeah, so some people have been asking about it. Some people are probably new to it and stuff like that. So um, let's recount a little bit the story of the 69. It was a thing that we did to – it was an Emory Fitness Challenge. What was it we've been kind of thinking about not – I tried to write it down the other day, but do you all remember the amount of time we were talking about how we should eventually get in shape and should we do a challenge for a while before we ever figured out Yep. what we could do to make that plan. Yes. Because um, we, we, me and Toby always talked about doing a weight loss challenge, but that obviously didn't make sense for you and <clears throat> other guys right. in our band. So this what, makes a lot more sense. What would, what would you say was the feeling there that was the impulse behind that, though? Because I see it a little bit different in retrospect, but it was in the time where we just, 
2017, 18, and it was just a there was no real direction of, of a lot of things. So it was more than just we wanted to lose some weight. It was like a pretty holding pattern of career wise and everything, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I, I think we just thought too, like, uh, what what are we doing? Let's get healthy. Let's stay healthy. We're gonna keep doing this band stuff, and so if this is who we are, we can't just get disconnected from it. I guess, yeah, from from caring about our our body, our health, our look, all of that stuff. So we were trying to do something with fitness, but then it's like, well, then you got to stop drinking. You can't. You can. You not drink if we're gonna be really. If you're really trying to work out and do something, we're gonna. Do you think we could not drink? I remember that being a big question. It's like, could, is there ever been a time when Emory wasn't drinking? Like that, the idea that we'd be a band and nobody would drink. It seemed like to me, it would take everybody not drinking because anybody's ever said one person said, I'm not going to drink. I'm doing this, but that never, that never lasts because our culture is so centered on it. So it was like, if we all stopped drinking at the same time and worked out, it's like the only chance we'd have to really do it. It's kind of the way it felt. Everybody had to be all in. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we did that and uh, was able, it was like a, once we got into it and we even did a tour dates and everything all together, it was like a very positive thing. And, and everybody was just kind of moving in a direction of productivity and all that. What are you laughing at? What? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're out there, man. I'm out there. I just feel like you're out there. Yeah. Like, I, I saw the way your mouth turned, and when, and I was like, okay, I think well, he's out there. I well, don't know. I, I felt when we said we talked about the challenge before, it was like we didn't have any details, so I'm trying to tell the background of the story. But now I'm, I'm lost, supporting so you. Now that now it's probably going to take me another 64 minutes to get through it. So. Well, here's the main thing: the last the last 69 was uh, really awesome because. Uh, showed us that i mean we did one let's see i guess the last one was the second one or third one we've done right so this is might be the fourth because we did didn't we do one at this the beginning the fourth, yeah yeah this is the fourth one and so each one's been a little different but the first one and the last one really it does spark something in you to go wait a minute all these people are doing it you know there's a hundred something people or whatever and we're all trying this together and it's a little bit goofy and there's these funny challenges and some of them you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. And is it worth the points? And you consider stuff. And, well, maybe I can read more because I don't feel like going walking or running or whatever, you know. And so I just think that the cool thing about the 69 is it's ever evolving and also pretty stable in like there's a group. You're working hard. You're working out. You're doing this routine. You're being committed. And, uh, and so it ends up really challenging. I mean, you do – if for me, I felt like – the last time I wish I would have realized the commitment I'm making and thought about that's what I'm gonna try to do this time. Instead of just the challenge, think about the commitment that I'm doing to it. So if it's, you know, do do squats every time you go to the after you go to the bathroom, then it's not just the squats, it's why am I doing this for overall future me? This is something that I can commit to. So what can I commit to after sixty nine? I'm now now you now I'm out here. That's what I'm saying. I've got a li- I've got the copy for the website and all this stuff. And then when I look at it, I feel all formal. But I'm trying to tell people registrations open because they want to know what is the damn thing. But it's just to explain it. It's like oh, so what I'm trying to do is say if you don't know what the sixty nine challenge what right. it is anyway, fitness challenge we did as a band that really kicked us into gear where we started to be able to 
to achieve more and be more connected to things. So it's physical and mental challenges that we do for 69 days um, in a row where there's no drinking, basically. And the big theme. Um, that, I know, but the big theme that's emerged out of it, the modification we made to it this time is it's a little bit more lenient, a little bit more sustainable. That was the big feedback we got yeah, from yeah. last time was it was really great to be that all in for 69 days, but it left me afterwards to – you know, it was a, all the way on, all the way off. So this one's designed as more of a habit forming tool. It's got a little bit more leniency. It's not as competitive as last time, but there is a game element to it. There are prizes. There's just, mm. there's just, I guess there's just more than I can even explain. So that's why you got to go to the, the 69xchallenge.com. But what else do we have? There's we got nothing, a bunch of stuff there's nothing there. extreme about it, really. I mean, it's basically your. Typical stuff that you want to be in good habits of every day, just so people can care. But you got to work out for forty-five minutes. You got to drink a certain amount of water. You're going to read. The water's a bit. not on it this year. <clears throat> oh, it's not on it. Okay, no. read a little bit. Um, maybe meditate or pray. You know, things like that that are going to enhance your day. That's just the way mm-hmm. it kind of feels. And some creativity we like to add in there. Some writing or you know songwriting, whatever you do. So every day, you know, it's, it's about getting in a routine, which is hard. I mean, yeah. when we were first doing this, like thinking about it, like Matt was talking about, is like, I just need other people to be in this routine with me because mm-hmm. I feel like I can't do it if other people aren't doing it. Right. I don't know if that's it's hard to be accountable to yourself. It really is. I mean, it's just, especially for me, my personality is like, cause I'm, I'll just go all out and do whatever I, f- <laughs> you know, I'll just kind of let it go. <laughs> but having other guys feel like oh, I'm, I can't do that. That helps me a lot. So I really need that accountability. But I was going to say, too, last time, Lunsford, you started out hot. Well, I mean, we could talk about you, that. W- w- yeah. was, was that your competitive drive only, or did you have some motivation to actually better yourself physically in whatever other way? Well, I, want, I mean, I wanted to lose weight and stuff like that, and I, I was felt motivated, but there's, I, I'm very com- – all right, my competitiveness comes down to this. Really good at wanting at the start of something, like wanting to show, I I can fucking do this. Like, I can yep. fucking destroy all of you at this thing. But hard to sustain it, you know? But with the last time, like, I, I was in the lead after three weeks. But once I saw it, it got hard when I saw that the, the people right below me were going to keep that pace up. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that. Like, I don't know if I can keep that up. Right. Cause I was yeah. pushing every week more. And then like, I remember at one point y'all changed, y'all modified the rules to make sure that like working out was like super hardcore, you know, um, like as far as keeping your heart rate up and stuff like that. And like that week I went like aggro, like I was like, fuck your new rules. Like I'm going to make sure that it's, you know, all, all good. And these people are still just like 10, 20 points behind me. But um, your strategy also, is to crush the competition. Yeah. And if it, you it can't, was, and just then you, that, then so I was like, I can't, yeah, I can't keep up with that. And um, it was like going all, all in on Texas Hold'em or something. You yeah. A little in, bit, a little bit. Them. But, and, and part, you know, I was like, all right, well, I proved I can, you know, I, I can beat everybody, but I couldn't do it for long enough. Uh, also, and, and I never brought it up before because I didn't want to make excuses. I, I'd get so annoyed at people talking about their injuries and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> like I'd just get so annoyed. I'd get so mad. Like, sh- <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up about your injury. Um, 
<clears throat> and I and now I'm gonna do it though. But I I promise, I promise, I promise, I fractured my foot. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did because well, <laughs> it hurt so bad for the entire challenge and for weeks after the challenge. I think there was some sort of stress fracture in my foot and it was awful. Well, that is and, not that what we want to incentivize. So we have yeah. modified the game <laughs> yeah. away from that whole thing you just said. It's not what the fucking thing's about at all. Yeah. I mean, the, just, yeah. No, just want to make that clear to the listeners at the, home. The, all the toxic bullshit you just heard, that's been eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> but I sat off. I liked it. Like, I, I enjoyed that. That it, And it is toxic, and but... You're right. Some people it's, are like that. It's not good, but I like that. that. Yeah, I mean, some of the some that's what those people need. I mean, like David Goggins or something. You got to exactly, have some kind of yeah. something. I and I'm know. good with I'm good with that at the start, but it's it, I have re, I have a real character flaw or personality flaw of being able to see it through all the way. You well, know what I mean? We right. got we're get the the engineering on this one is to make it more group based. So you're going to be in a group, and you're going to be. It's going to have some more features of accountability in that way and helping each other in your group and your group competing gently for less extreme prizes. We had it way – it was poorly engineered with a, a big prize sure. at, for the top win, like winner-take-all situation. So just to kind of de-escalate that because the, most of the tone of the challenge is very self-nurturing, self-earning uh, trust, gaining momentum – motivation motivation with people that is how most people experienced it but that competitive element and the unsustainable element parts of it were the big feedback so i think we got those licked and, and modified and it's also cool because they're going to be inside of our new emeryland platform pillar which launches uh coming really soon so it's more like a content library where we have all of our unreleased music and uh, our emory specials the the week's end and I'm only a man are in uh, that new platform. So it's got some, it's got in there like social stuff, but it's also got a live stream place and all of our content and video premium exclusive kind of a thing. So uh, it, the whole, the the challenge and the videos and the groups and stuff we're going to host in that. So I think that's going to be pretty awesome. And uh, that's how you can get our specials too in that kind of thing. So anybody who joins the 69 challenge also gets access to Emeryland for the 69 days. So your Emeryland 69 day membership and the launch of our new platform is included in the sign up fee. Um, or if you're already in Emeryland, then it's half off to do the challenge. So if you're already in there, half off to do the challenge. And that's all yeah. at the 69xchallenge.com. What's that? But they can rock their rolls off. That's what oh, I'm yeah. trying to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Emory rock and roll music. Rock your roll off. Hell yeah. I need Lun you. Luncher, uh Start, did the 69. One of the reasons he's so motivated to quit uh, drunk driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a drinking problem. He's got a drunk driving drunk problem. Driver. <laughs> I, it is funny because uh, I really like to drive at night and listen to music. Like when I was younger, I would go do that like in college. I'd yeah. just go drive and listen to music or whatever. And I can't do that currently. <laughs> in my life <laughs> i drink shows. every night yeah. right <laughs> i drink every <laughs> and so like i don't get that satisfaction at all and so i kind of look forward to that like I'm like oh if i want to go on a drive i could drives no maybe i might i really might like i really it's something 
it is like an activity that I thoroughly enjoy to just go roll the it's, during the summer, roll the windows down. Yeah, you yeah. can smell the Southern yeah. there. The South smells different than other places. You I know, like doing an summer. evening walk. That yeah. Sounds yeah. old, but an evening walk with my headphones on, let's do some music or a podcast. Woo. Yeah. That's nice. That is a really nice, it's a really nice. I do have some ideas for my workout routine. I'm going to incorporate some baseball drills. That's a good idea. I'm serious. You ever you, have you hit off a tee recently? It's work. <laughs> Take I'm serious. Practice I haven't. on T-ball. No, it, you set it. Get a tee and get a wooden bath that's kind of heavy. Yeah, yeah. and th- that's a workout. Take a hundred. Take a hundred cuts. Tell me that. Now, what if me and Toby yeah, sure. tend to play a lot of rounds of golf? Yes, we talking exercise there. Well, the exercise is forty-five minutes of workout. That's the definition. As so four hours of golf is four hours of golf. That. Walking, pulling that cart, or carrying oh, your clubs. I mean, that's a lot. Hole number fourteen. I'm good. God. Exhausted. <laughs> Now you won't be able to get yourself a Coke and a Snickers at the turn. Ooh. <laughs> <At> the turn. <laughs> that's what me and my dad used to always get. A Coke yeah. and a Snickers on oh, that's Greer. A good, that's a good at combo Greer, you know, right you always come you always come oh man, when you can stop at the clubhouse and get a, you know I that, used to get real upset at people that just drove through the turn. Yeah, how Oh, I know. Go, what are you well, this come is on. our break time. This is intermission. Right, yeah. You gotta go in. Yeah, we used to have doing? good hot dogs. We get I get a hot dog. Man, it was nice. Start hey, that I'll fresh come up. That... I'll come up and play golf during '69. Yeah, let's. Oh, let's yeah, do, do it. it. Oh, let's That'd do a fun. golf weekend and try and burn as many calories as we can. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Cassie's off days are like Wednesday, Thursday. What about a midweek? Ooh, um, midweek golf depends. That work for me. Hey, it might could work for me. My kids then I don't have to pay a babysitter. We just signed our kids up for a week long camp. So, uh, all of them, yeah, at the same time, uh, yeah, nice. It's all day for just for one week, but it's three days. I mean, uh, it starts at eight thirty to four thirty, or four thirty or five. Oh, it's not That's overnight a, camp or something. No, Sorry. no, no, that, no. That'd no, be tight. We hadn't done that <laughs> yeah. yet. I don't know. I don't know when we'll do that. We'll have to see. I don't know. It's not safe. It seems camp's I mean, pretty had, safe, right? It has to be safe. I don't know. But it, it seems unsafe. But think of everything you ever did as a kid. I mean, <laughs> right? It's just it's just too it's too easy to say you can't do anything ever to kids. It's just too easy to say that. <laughs> I know. Because everything could be unsafe. I mean, right? You know, what think I mean? about Going to college way, yeah. is horribly dangerous. Do you know? Think like horribly, horribly dangerous. Just don't as, think about the way you felt as a kid. Just the fact that your parents were debating whether or not to let you do something. You know what I mean? Like, right. What do you mean? You don't trust me? Like, you know what I mean? It's like that. So it's Say, weird. Mom, I mean, can I go to camp? No. Why not? They might molest you. <laughs> <laughs> they might. There's a chance. So you can go, I guess, if you want to, but they might. And you, you know, that that's on you. That's, uh, that's on my you. choice, at least. It's tough decisions. Those are tough decisions. Did y'all go to Barrier Island? Yes. In fifth grade, y'all did that too? Yes, fifth grade. Yeah, at Crestview, we did it. We went and, and stayed two nights. Yeah. In the cabins and the bunk beds, beds and stuff, yeah. man. And we, that was cool. It was the first time we all had our flashlights and we'd shine the flashlight to the girls' bunk. And, <laughs> and then they flashed theirs back and we we're like, oh my gosh. But if your and kids then, aren't uh, ever going to get that in elementary school, you know what I mean? Like, are they not going to get right. that? An overnight situation? I don't know. I don't think so. 
I don't think they do that anymore. I mean, but you're glad for that experience, aren't you? That you had it. Yeah, just, I'm surprised my family. I mean, let you're me telling go, people though. about it today. Yeah, I know. It's the first time I saw another uh, dude's wiener. This is my best <laughs> friend James <laughs> Young. See, you were assaulted. See? James Young That's came you out of the bathroom. He came out of the bathroom with the hair dryer, blowing it on his wiener, swinging his wiener around, and I was like. Yes, yeah, what is happening? Oh God! You know, you lose your mind. You start dying laughing. You don't yeah. even know why you're laughing. You know what I mean? Like you, you saw a wiener. You just go. Well, I guess everybody else is laughing or do that. I'd laugh too. Best. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should have done that. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Man, I'm a fool. How did James do that before me? Was I supposed to do that? <laughs> Shit. Now if I do it, I look like the guy that did it after James. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal this stuff that runs through your head that's me in fifth grade <laughs> do they still man. do lock-ins is that a thing oh no, man that's fun. 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 fun i mean that name sounds bad no, i think it's yeah. all frown lock-in. Upon. yeah I'm I'm sure all, the frown now. has come upon all of that activity man i played basketball all oh, freaking so night long. Much. It was like yeah. unbelievable. Like eight hours of basketball yeah. or something. I know. It was, it was always in the gym. You would lock yeah. in in the yeah. gym and play. And then I'll try to go, to go to sleep on the sleeping bag on the gym yeah. floor. Yeah. And like the girl. No. Full court basketball yeah. right beside their head. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they'd let you stay up if you wanted to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Stay and up. just keep playing. Or you what could you go do? to sleep. Not, yeah. Yeah. It's they still mean. left the gym lights on. Even if you tried to go to sleep, the gym lights yeah. are still super. <laughs> right it's a little face. mean. You just tell the kids, like, you want to stay up late, right? Like, yeah, we'll stay up late all night. Yeah, all night? Okay. Halogen lights and basketball bounce and just have fun in a prison cell. Or sneak out and molest each other. That's the only thing that happens. There's only two options. That's the only That's, two I mean, options that a church gonna, How's that going to supposed to go good? At 4.35 I mean, a.m., what happens good then? <laughs> right. Who I mean, is in a good, back, peaceful right. place at 4.35 yeah. a.m.? Well, then I guess the, the chance has got to be pretty high, though, that something bad happened to one of the lock-ins that I was at, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very yeah, bad. Probably silent happened. silent forever to this day, probably. Yeah. Half of it. Every, at all, you know, it was uh. whatever it is. Most stuff you'd ever find out. <laughs> That's awful. Now that really makes me not want to let my kids do <laughs> anything know. ever. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. I know. I I'd rather take them to an alley. Drop them off. <laughs> 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 Ha, 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 ha,